The Transfiguration from Luke. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud, saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. It's wonderful to be here this morning. I've heard a lot about the chapel through other friends who have taught here, and it's lived up to its reputation as a beautiful place, a place of spirit, a place of presence. I felt that yesterday, and I feel it today as well. The gospel today is an interesting one. It kind of echoes our own experience sometimes. Many of us have been on a spiritual path. We have moments of inspiration. We have moments that seem very sacred, like the mountain of transfiguration moment for the disciples. And like the disciples, like Peter, we think, oh, this is great. I love this. Maybe I should just hang out here. And so we say, in effect, let's build some tents. Let's just stay. Why not just kind of move in and just stay in this blissful state forever? But life doesn't really cooperate so much with that project, does it? Often it calls us back into the world. I was in a monastery for many years. It was wonderful and glorious and edifying and inspiring. Had its bad times too, like any life, but mostly it was very inspiring. It was a place set aside to center my whole life on God. And I'm I'm wonderfully grateful that I had that opportunity. But at a certain point, it was time to go. And at a certain point, it's time to leave our blissful spiritual experiences behind in return to ordinary life. But I think the great message of today's gospel is that the deeper place of rest, the deepest place of joy and inspiration, is not in some perfect situation outside of ourselves, but it's in our own hearts. It's deep within us. So our call is not to search the world, to trek to Tibet or India or somewhere inspiring and speak to a guru on a mountaintop. We can do that. But in reality, on Monday morning, the alarm clock goes off and we have to feed the dog 
and we have to go to work. And so our call is to go deeper within ourselves, to go to the place of sacred presence in our own heart. We can do that every day in the practice of meditation, but we can also do that in our ordinary daily life in the practice of surrender. I call surrender the primary practice because it's the practice that we have the most opportunity to do. I would say roughly every five minutes or so, all of us have an opportunity to surrender. And oddly enough, surrender and meditation are, in my opinion and in my experience, essentially the same practice. I call meditation surrender on a cushion, and I call surrender meditation in action. Because in reality, we're touching the same consciousness in both of these practices. One is in a very controlled environment that's set aside for meditation, maybe a quiet, nice place like the chapel here where we can come and get away for a while and rest and meditate. But we need a practice that translates into our ordinary, everyday life as much as possible. And surrender is that kind of practice. I could stand up here and talk for 20 minutes or so about surrender, but I think that the best way to teach surrender is to give you a little taste of it. So I would like to, if you feel comfortable, invite you to take part in a little guided meditation on surrender. And all you need to be able to do that is a situation, a person, some kind of experience in your life that you feel some resistance to. I know it might be hard for some of you to come up with something, but I'll bet most of you can. So did something pop into mind? Yes? No? Yes? Usually it does. Usually I say that and immediately something comes to mind because we're all more or less struggling all the time with something or other. So just bring that, hold that in your mind and heart. If you feel comfortable, close your eyes, sit more or less straight in your chair with your feet on the ground, your hands in your lap. First of all, just become aware of your breathing. Just slowly breathing in and breathing out. Center yourself on the rhythm, on the peaceful flow of the breath as it comes in and out. And hold in your heart and mind this person, this situation, this experience that you find some resistance to. There's a consciousness within you already that's simply aware of this difficult situation. It's simply present to it. Before judgment rushes in and starts commentating on the situation, the person, the experience, there's a simple awareness of it that's prior to all thoughts about it, all judgments about it. Just rest in that awareness as you hold this person, this situation, this experience in your heart.
as a little help to help you get in touch with this place in your heart, I want you to repeat a simple phrase after me. And the phrase is this. There's a place in my heart that allows this. Please repeat the phrase together. There's a place in my heart that allows this. Don't just parrot the words, don't just repeat the words, but let them energetically guide you to that place in your heart, that consciousness within you, that's simply present to this situation, this person, this experience. And feel the energetic quality of that allowance that's already within your heart. It's not something you have to conjure up. It's not something you have to force. All you need is to intentionally turn toward it and acknowledge it by repeating this simple phrase one last time. There's a place in my heart that allows this. And now, as Nicholas mentioned in his opening words, we're going to sink deeper into that heart of allowance. We're going to go to a deeper depth. We're going to go to the place in our heart that actually embraces this situation. It doesn't mean we have to like it. It doesn't mean we have to make a commitment to not change it. We may change it. But we can change it out of this consciousness of allowance and of embracing that place that's simply present to whatever is. It's the same place we access in meditation. So now we're meditating in action in the practice of surrender. And we come to the deeper place of embracing this difficulty, this person we find some resistance to, this experience that we somehow dread in some way. Let us sink deeper into our hearts as we repeat a new phrase. There's a place in my heart that embraces this. Again, it's important to not just repeat the words, but to feel the energetic quality of those words. It's voicing a truth that there is a space in your heart of embracing whatever is. The same space you access in meditation every day, you can access in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of challenge, even with this difficulty that you find resistance to in your life. So again, there's a place in my heart that embraces this. There's a place in my heart that embraces this. If we go to the depths of the surrendered heart, we find a place in our heart of hearts that's unconditionally open to whatever comes, to whatever goes. So we sink deeper into the heart of surrender. We come to the very core of the heart of surrender.
There's a beautiful story in the Revelations of Divine Love by Julian of Norwich. She has a vision of Jesus. He's holding a little object in his hand that's round and brown and insignificant looking. Julian says it appears to be a hazelnut. And she notices that Jesus is looking at this little object with great tenderness and love. And she's puzzled. And she says, Lord, what is this little thing? And why do you gaze at it so tenderly? And Jesus answers Julian, This little thing, as insignificant as it seems, is all that is. And I love it tenderly because it is. That is the deepest heart of surrender. And that deep heart of surrender is not only within the Jesus, within the Buddha, within the great sages and saints of all the spiritual traditions. That heart of surrender is within you and me. We only need to turn to it. We only need to access it. And it can transfigure any difficulty. It can bring the sacred light to any challenge. So let us sink deeper into this heart of surrender now in our meditation. As we repeat the phrase, there's a place in my heart that's unconditionally open to this. Let the reality of that phrase resonate in your heart. You know that it's true deep down inside. You know that there's a place in your heart that's unconditionally open. You're turning to it now. As you say the phrase, allow it to help you get in touch with this deepest place in your heart of hearts. There's a place in my heart that's unconditionally open to even this. Even this person I find difficult. Even this situation I find troubling. I don't have to force myself to accept it, to grit my teeth. All I need to do is turn within go deeply into my heart and find that spacious, vast place of unconditional openness. Again, there's a place in my heart that's unconditionally open to this. Unconditional openness is simply a phrase that points to a word, a beautiful word, that we all know, and the word is love. It's the love that Jesus looked upon the little hazelnut with that represented all that is. He loved it because it is. This place of unconditional openness is the place of love. 
So even though you may not like the situation, you may be called to change it. You can start from the ground of love. And any action that arises out of that ground will be skillful, will be helpful, will be effective. But we can start at the ground of love. So the last phrase is, there's a place in my heart that loves this. This is not conjuring up some emotion that we imagine represents love. It's recognizing the unconditional openness that's the deepest space of our heart. There's a place in my heart that loves this. There's a place in my heart that loves this simply because it is. Accessing this place of love, this place of unconditional openness, is what all spiritual practice is about. It's what all spiritual practice points to, whether it's meditation or metta or tonglen or contemplative prayer. It's to get us in touch with a place in our heart that's unconditionally open and loving toward all that is. We access that, we touch into that, with spiritual practice. And when we awaken to the wonderful fact that that is always present, that is spiritual realization. That is divine union. And we reach that place by going deeper, not by an outward journey, but by an inward journey, a journey of the heart, a living from the heart, So I hope this service today can help you more deeply live from the place of the heart, from the cave of the heart. Amen.